This is the Saturday Morning Serial Podcast with your host, Amanda Ann. tune, then you will know what this podcast is going to be about today. Hey, what's up guys? And welcome to another episode of Saturday Morning Serial. Today, I am so excited to talk about a show that me and Mike sat down and watched during quarantine. It's called Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and you can actually watch it on Hulu. And oh my gosh, this series was so funny. And it was something we really needed during this time. And I can't speak any more highly on this show. So without further ado, let's jump right into it. And I can't talk about this show without laughing. (laughs) So Always Sunny in Philadelphia started out as a show written, directed, and produced by three good buddies named Glenn Howerton, Rob McClenny, and Charlie Day. And together, these guys got signed on by Fox and produced this tremendously hilarious, fun, and binge-worthy series. The series debuted on August 4th, 2005, and to this day has a total of 14 seasons. So it'll take you a while to get through it all, but you'll get there. And it it goes really fast just because these episodes are just so hilarious. And it just, it makes the time go fast. You you start an episode and then it's already done because you were laughing the whole time. So the premise of the series is about three guys and one girl, and they own and operate a bar named Patty's Pub. You got Dennis and Dee, who are twins, and they own the bar. Their friend Mac acts as the bouncer, and Charlie is the janitor, and he takes that job very seriously. (laughs) The stories in each episode revolve around a theme, and some of them are so bad it's hilarious, and it works so well. And the titles of these episodes... When you look at them, you're like, oh, God. But in reality, oh, my gosh, you're promised a laugh. They really go deep in with the jokes, which makes it just hilarious. To me, it's a sitcom that gets overlooked and should deserve more views. So later on, we get introduced to Frank, who he is Dennis and Dee's, and I'm saying this in quotes, father. He's also the bar's legal owner. And we also learn later on, this is funny, that he is not their biological father. It's a pretty hilarious twist how we find out. He moves in with Charlie and the two strike up a hilarious relationship. They hang out in the sewers. They go dumpster diving together. And later it is revealed that he could potentially be Charlie's father. So that got interesting. (laughs) So let's talk about this cast. Oh man, they're so good. So Dennis is played by Glenn Howerton. And he runs the bar, and he's known for his stoic yet manic mannerisms. He acts as a leader, but he can come across as a huge jerk and can be a borderline psychopath, which it leads to some hilarious scenes whenever a conflict arises. Dee is played by Caitlin Olsen. Um, she's the only girl in the group who constantly gets picked on by the guys. She tries so hard to fit in and do her own thing, and is constantly she gets derailed by the guys as they always butt in on her plans. And they crash at her apartment, or they also crash her cars. You know, poor thing got a new car in one episode, and it got totaled because they took over it. She's also very clumsy and is always tripping, running into things, or hurting herself somehow. She's one of she's probably one of the most likable characters in this whole series. 
And going back into her always hurting herself, I mean, she's always running in straight headfirst into like cars, falling off like a bridge or whatever. It's just, it's so funny. All right, guys. And I apologize if I'm mispronouncing his name. So Mac is played by Rob McElhinney and he's the very complicated best friend and roommate to Dennis. He's always following Dennis around and is readily available to be a part of whatever scheme Dennis is plotting. He's also always trying to suck up to Dennis. I say he's complicated because he is a child of rejected parents. His dad is in prison and his mom is a straight up incomprehensible alcoholic and she does drugs. (laughs) So while being unsure of his sexual identity until the later part of the series, he finally comes out as gay. His friends are very supportive and through the humor and such, him coming out and his friends still loving him, it sends a great message to the audience that, yeah, these characters are so goofy and out of this world at times, but when it comes to the serious things in life and, like, just accepting your friends and your family for who they are, um, you know, it's it's always there. The love is always there, and it's a really great message. And, you know, something like this, which is such a funny, humorous series, and then it touches upon this. I mean, it's not the most, you know, crying your heart out, expressing your love type of thing but they're very supportive they show it to mac and it's it's all around just such a great thing to see and next we got charlie oh he's my favorite charlie is played by charlie day and he is the gullible one in the group he is always in his own little world and he takes his janitorial job very seriously he has a few episodes where they focus on him and those are my favorite because they are downright random and hilarious. If you guys know what I'm talking about, speak, anyone? <laughs> One thing that is adorable but weird is that he is so in love with a woman named Waitress. We really don't know her name. She's just a random actress character that pops up in some of these episodes She and Charlie had a thing, and then her and Dennis also had a thing, but Charlie is completely in love with her. But they don't know what her name is. They just call her Waitress. That's her name. (laughs) And she's always refusing him and considers him weird. So it's a running gag through the series when he's like, oh yeah, me and the Waitress, we're going to go get married. Me and the Waitress, we're together. Me and the Waitress are going to move in. And she's like, no, Charlie, stop. (laughs) So we got Frank. And he's played by the great Danny DeVito. After being introduced in a later episode, he instantly became the source of all the scheming and downright hilarious scams that the group likes to run. Frank is mischievous and is always looking to make some money and just overall screw people over. (laughs) He may seem like the dad of the group, but he's just as bad as the rest of them. He acts like one of their best friends. He he fits in well, actually, with the group. They accept him, and you, you can't have the, the four of them without Frank. <laughs> so he instantly makes the group of four five, and overall, he sticks to it throughout the whole entire series. He treats Dennis and Dee like complete crap, but I always find it funny how you know, even though he does that and Dee, you know, just doesn't really like him that much, you know, he, he calls her Deandra. As you by your full name, that's just, that's them. That's, you're their child and they, it's just a sign of affection, in my opinion. I don't know. <laughs> so him and Charlie are total bros and they live in a messy, dirty apartment together and they even sleep in the same bed. Ugh. And Frank is also a total ro- womanizer and he's always down to sleep around. 
which, like I said earlier, is pretty much um, the plot twist of Charlie. And uh, this series also has its special guests, but for the most part, it is a very tight-knit cast. The group of four and then later five, it just it revolves around them, and it works really well. And often the stories are always amongst the five of them, up to something. These guys are just a dysfunctional family that always finds a way. Kaylin Olson and Rob Michelini are even married in real life, and Charlie and the waitress are married in real life as well. So they it's very much, when I say tight-knit, I mean it. <laughs> so like I mentioned before, the show started off by three good friends, Rob, Charlie, and Glenn, and they actually had a very low budget. One big thing I admired about this show is that they took what they had and made it as best as they could. And sometimes I appreciate the smaller production scale because it challenges you to really get your creativity on, especially when writing a script, bearing in mind that you only have, you know, one little set to work with and you have to try to crank out all these stories. Like, what are you going to do? Like, how are you going to sell it? It's literally such a simple set and the stories take place mostly in the bar, but in two of the other apartments, you got like Charlie's apartment and then you got Dee's apartment. And I'm sorry, I also forgot um, Dennis and Max apartment as well. So the audience is never bored seeing the same scenery because the show makes you laugh so hard at times you just don't care. I actually watched an interview with Robert Downey Jr. And he said the less that's on a set, the better. And having such a big set, like he, he would walk into on a Marvel set or whatever. And if a set is really busy, it could just overwhelm the actor. It could overwhelm the writers to fill that space. These characters have quite the imagination and they love to invent things. And in some episodes, they even come out with their own products, such as shirts, Patty's Pub marketing materials, because they are always feeling like they are in competition with the other bars, and also random kitten mittens, fight milk. And they also make um, these other, these shirts. It, this is a family podcast, so I can't really say what kind of shirts, but <laughs> you can uh, probably wonder what they are. And another thing too is just, I like Charlie, how he's always coming up with the most random things. He says his favorite food is milk steak. I've never heard of a milk steak. Milk steak isn't a thing, but <laughs> it's hilarious. So I'm going to talk about my top three favorite episodes. The first one is hands down the family fight one, which is basically they go on family feud and the answers they come up with and just how they are on the show. Oh my gosh. So funny. It's we quote it all the time here. <laughs> uh, my second favorite one is the hostage episode where they are in a convenience store. The convenience store gets robbed and they are trying to figure out how to get out, how to overcome the robber. And <laughs> the scenarios they come up with are just great. And then the third one is probably the biggest breakout one. It's called The Nightman Cometh. And they put on a musical. And the song they sing and the characters they come up with, they were so popular. They actually, the actors, Danny DeVito, they all went on tour. <laughs> I wish I got into the show at an earlier time so I could have saw that. I'm sure it would have been funny. But that one is definitely worth checking out, especially if you're curious about the show. Maybe you can just tune into that one and really get a taste of what the show's about. And I am really into shows that are you start from the bottom and then you work your way up and now you're here you can definitely see 
how small the production was from the first season to now the 14th season. You can see how much it expanded, how much the set got a little bit bigger, um, just adapting to more of like their environment, that kind of thing. And they actually just signed on for another season, season 15. So I'm very excited about that. I I think they're going to start filming this year, hopefully, because I'm really excited. (laughs) We need more of this in our lives right now, especially now. So that's going to do it for the podcast for today. And next week, I actually am doing something for my, if you follow me on Instagram, I'm Disney Cowgirl. It's my Disney Instagram I'm a huge Toy Story fan, like I said in an earlier podcast, and I reviewed Toy Story 4 after it came out, so you guys get to hear my retraction. (laughs) So you don't want to miss that, especially if you've been following me on that. So I appreciate you tuning in, and I will talk to you next week. Thanks.